Welcome to How to Japan. Tonight, we will be talking about a subject which I'm sure、uh, many listeners may have contemplated in the past.、Uh, they may have、uh, some feelings about. It's not the, not the brightest of subjects. I don't think anybody really、uh, wants to think about it.、Uh, so, we're covering death. <laughs> Give it up for death. Good old, good old death. <laughs> It's gonna happen. Happens all the time. We're all we're all headed in that direction, aren't we? Yeah. Before you die, what, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking my Asahi style free. Awesome. What about you? I'm drinking coffee. Black coffee. Nice. Wow. What happened to the short shoe?、Uh, you know, it doesn't really make me feel that good. Is that right? Yeah. I think I prefer beer, just beer. Why don't you get beer? Well, there's a beer downstairs, but、uh, my wife made some coffee. So I'm drinking、Ooh. coffee. Okay. Said, Do you want to have some coffee? I was like, okay, I'll have some coffee. I'll drink some of that. You, 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 you want to start off with your,、uh, with your thoughts on death? <laughs> sure. Why not? You know, we're, we're dedicating a whole episode of death. So, why?、Uh, let, let, I want to get off on the right foot. Yeah, let's find the、uh, right foot for death. And there's no way, I mean, you know, talking about death,、mm-hmm. you can be, you can sound morbid. Yeah. Well, I know yeah. most people do not want to think about death.、Mm. Most people don't want to think about their own mortality.、Mm. But,、um, but I, I see value in having death. Uh, as part of your life, at、mm-hmm. the forefront of your life, you、yeah. know, in the same way, same vein as.、Uh, are you familiar with Stoic philosophy? No. Tell me about it. The Stoics,、uh, they, it, it's, a, it's a system whereby they,、uh, like, a, a, it's a style of philosophy where, in regards to death, they, you know, you keep it at the forefront of your mind. It helps you to appreciate life,、mm-hmm. to get the most out of it. Yeah. Knowing that you've only got one life.、Right. And that's basically, basically the, the gist of it. But、uh, it's, I think there's something to be said about human, human beings, unlike other animals, we're both blessed and cursed、mm-hmm. with the knowledge that we will perish.、Mm. No other animals are, are, have this capacity to know that they're going to die. Well, as far as、uh, we know. As far as we know. But、mm-hmm. uh, that's basically the accepted. Facts that,、mm. that we have right now.、Uh, yeah, I, I think having it, being aware of it helps me、mm. in particular to be more present.、Mm. Uh, I don't know about you. Yeah, how, do you. how do you feel about death? Yeah, I, kinda, I agree with that. I was just talking with my wife about it earlier. And,、uh, we, you know, if you, it makes life seem more exciting when you think about death because. Without death, then the sense of、uh, fleetingness of, of life is lost, and then you might, it takes away, I think it would take away the human humanity of people. Because、mm. it, as long as you know that you're going to die, you know, you have to, you know, follow.、Uh, You have to enjoy life as much as you can, or you have to do things in a certain way so that you can die knowing that you've lived your life well.、Mm. 
And so your wife is of the of the same. She she's yeah. of the same opinion. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, although we've both uh, dis uh, agreed that we'll probably die around one hundred. Wow. Yeah. We're uh, we're of the we're of the mind that we we can live to a hundred and then we'll be mm. dead then. I don't want to be a bad friend, but uh, I think I think your wife will outlive you. Oh, I definitely through, think so through too. genes yeah. and yeah. Uh, ethnicity and you being uh, an, a, a foreigner. I no, I I think that a lot too, but I think like I can live till a hundred and she'll live till a hundred one or something like that. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you make a pact now? You say, okay, uh, uh, whoever dies, we're gonna take our own lives immediately after. Yeah, <laughs> make it romantic. Yeah, romantic. It's <laughs> so romantic. What's so bad of your life? There's no reason for you to still be around, <laughs> right? 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 <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> well, it's something my my um, my father-in-law said to my mother-in-law that was pretty funny, which was. He said, you know, when I die, I'm not going to search for you in heaven. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it doesn't exist. <laughs> no, in in that, in that, for the joke to be funny, oh. for the joke to be funny, heaven would have to exist. So I'm not oh. going to search you out in heaven. You don't have to laugh. I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The way he said it, you had to be there. Is that one of those, one of those things? Maybe I missed it. Can you say it one more time? Uh, so tell me the joke. When I, when I die and I go to heaven, I'm not going to be searching you out. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be looking for you in heaven. Uh, as in, you will be going to hell. <laughs> are you just screwing with me at this point no no honestly <laughs> honestly maybe i'm missing something okay well, okay, okay. So is, is there so a play on words he, he is there a play dies. on words somewhere that i'm missing so he I'm missing dies and, and, the and play then of words. his wife dies and they both go to heaven yeah and they're in heaven but he's not mm. gonna go looking for her in heaven are you saying that he's had enough of her yes and he doesn't want to see her again. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. is that simple? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. No. 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 Oh, this is where we, where I went wrong. Oh, okay. I thought he was he was just say, saying that to you, oh, as in no, no, talking no. to you. No, but he's no, talking to his what? he's talking to his wife. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's where it went. Oh, I'm sorry. That's where I went wrong. Okay. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't have proper fucking uh, listening. Oh, okay, I'm sure sorry. listeners are pulling out their fucking hair because <laughs> they probably heard you say it. I didn't hear you talk about him talking to his wife about it. I thought he was talking to you. That's why it wasn't funny to me. <laughs> I was like, well, 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 why do you care if you see if you see fucking Jerry in heaven or not? Really? But to his wife, uh, yeah, 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 that makes so sense. To his wife. Okay. Maybe, maybe yeah, I yeah. didn't say it. Sometimes I leave things out that I think that I said to someone. Like the punchline or, yeah, or the, the most important head. ingredient yeah, in the joke. Like <laughs> when we re-listen to it, we can figure out whether or not I left it in. I, I said it or not. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, no, I, I, I could imagine that. You're spending your whole time with someone, particularly if you maybe. I think the joke is, he, yeah, he, he doesn't want to see her anymore. He's had enough of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you sure it was a joke and he wasn't being serious? Well, I mean, have everything, a good all good, all, look, listen, all good jokes are 50% true. Isn't that the same? Yeah. Yeah. There's always a kernel of truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's funny. So, uh, yeah. 
so that that that's his view on life. And actually, my my wife's grandfather lived to a hundred, and then his his brother, my wife's great uncle, just died a few weeks ago at a hundred one. Outliving so, his brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, once he once he got past that other year, yeah, he's like, exactly. "Yep, I'm I beat done. you, motherfucker." Yeah, don't need no more, no more proof yeah. of me being superior. Whole life I've been fucking under your thumb. I've mm. been, <laughs> you were always there, but now I outlived you. And with this, uh, the grandfather's uh, philosophy in life was just stay young, stay young, mm. and that's how he lived to a hundred. He could, you know, I think you know people have uh, old people seem to have like a uh, in J- Japanese people. Sometimes I hear them say like. Uh, and I used to have a garden up on the near my house, share garden, a bunch of, you know, old people, retirees around. And this one guy is like, yeah, hey, I don't know. Oh, you got nice vegetables out there. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I do something. I mean, I could, you know, I'm what, uh, 79. I could, you know, die tomorrow. Mm. So I might as well make a nice vegetable patch. <laughs> it's like mm. <laughs> I yeah. had a, I've heard that more than once. You know, you're around enough right. a, a lot of old people, and they always uh, talk in that way. Uh, younger people don't really say things like that, but I guess as you gotta talking about the prescience prescience of of things, you keep death in the forefront, then everything seems much better. Or gives you a reason to keep on living i guess ironically Mm-mm. there's a you ever hear that uh the uh, philosophy of uh, I, I i don't want to get too much i don't want to talk about automatically talk about suicide because it's japan but there is a uh, philosophy matching like the sakura cherry blossom and, and the samurai in bushido have you ever heard this this thing? No. No. It's uh basically, you know, if you look at a rose, a rose it dies on its on its branch and it turns brown and it curdles up and it clings to life. It clings to life. At one point it was beautiful and then it gets all the ridges start to turn brown and then and then slowly it curdles up and dies on the branch. However, the sakura, it it falls in its most beautiful state. You never see mm. a petal from a cherry blossom that's wilted. It knows mm-hmm, exactly mm-hmm. when to die. And this is like uh, the, the samurai from a long time ago uh, formed part of their philosophy about life around the sakura. You have to mm. know your time. If you know your right. time, you, it doesn't matter how young or old you are. You just have to know your time to die, and that's and that would be partial justification for you know your readiness to die and and committing seppuku and things like that. Mm. I don't want to go greeting death with open arms. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought that was interesting. I don't really think that uh, applies to Japanese society as a whole. You know. I mean, that's a very specific way of living, a way of life the Bushido promotes for a specific mm. group of people in Japan. But I think that maybe parts of it could spread into other arenas of society, so social circles. 
but it's also an old thing you know it's not something that people are espousing on mm. their, well the last mm. time i heard about sakura having any kind of importance and culture was this old a uh, few japan old older japanese men in their 50s and 60s saying to me the significance of sakura is that it only it's only beautiful for a very short time mm-hmm. uh during the year and according to them it's all anecdotal i don't mm. know if too much historical evidence to support what their 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 claims mm. but just these random old guys uh at uh, hanami mm-hmm. cherry blossom viewing where where i met them while mm-hmm. having a drink they they said that it represents uh young women mm-hmm. that women are only attractive for a certain period of time and then and then that's it and i thought well that's really great thank you it sounds really sexist and it's <laughs> 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 like wow Okay, but I'll, uh, I'll I'll follow that away. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't. I don't. And I think my girlfriend at the time wasn't too. Uh, she didn't approve of me uh, remembering this and telling her about it. I was like, mm-hmm. so "What do you think about this?" You know, I heard from this old guy who says that you know, sakura are just like women. <laughs> they're only beautiful for a very short time, and then they're done. <laughs> yeah, I I would imagine the guy who the guys who told you that. Uh, they probably thought that was only for men's ears. <laughs> yeah, well, too late. Uh, they made a, a big mistake in telling a foreigner that. Yeah. Uh, you know, illegalitarian and all that, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, well, I think as I was talking to you before we, we got on this, uh, start of this episode, mm. you know, I, I, I said that I had a variety of angles that I was exploring and mm-hmm. tackling this subject, but... Uh, but there's so you know there's so many different ways uh, that I came across of actually explaining it just through religion or uh, just culture or you know if, if we go down the re- religious route mm-hmm. uh, we can talk about uh, Shinto uh, mm-hmm. Buddhism mm-hmm. Uh, Confu- even Confucius Confucianism mm-hmm. it also shaped uh, the way many Japanese viewed death it was all um, this hodge- hodgepodge mm. of competing religions that weren't in their purest form. Mm. in japan either they had been co-opted in a way mm. and more they morphed into right. japanese culture mm. it's not the Buddha, buddhism that's practiced today is nothing like how a lot of buddhism is practiced around the world mm. it's um it's very japanese mm. and uh, i think the views on death have also um been uh somehow yeah over 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 the course of of being, you know, uh, of Japan as a country, I think uh, their views of death have just changed, mm. changed, and it's not not always been the same at all. So I didn't know how to tackle it. Uh, that's it's an interesting point to make. That religion, I guess you would call it syncretism, where you have overlapping philosophies that have varying origins somehow being combined in a harmonious way to form a, a different type of philosophy. But, you know, the thing about, though, you know, when we talk about Buddhism or religion in Japan, I think religion is only used in very specific instances and for, and 
one is in in ceremonies for death or uh, funerals you know how people handle a funeral would be you know steeped in buddhist rites or some sort of shinto but i think more buddhist than shinto is just going from my wife's uh family's rituals it mm. seems like most of the stuff is buddhist rather than shinto i don't know have you ever been to a funeral in japan oh uh, no no uh, i haven't so uh, that's on my uh, bucket list yeah it's in your bucket list <laughs> to, uh, hopefully it's not your own <laughs> funeral yeah <laughs> i i finally made it to a funeral my own yeah high yeah. five old oh, oh shit <laughs> you should arrange a funeral before you die and you're just like oh this is my funeral but you're not dead yet but i want to know what it's like because i haven't been to yeah <laughs> also yeah exactly uh, uh, <laughs> i've actually heard i forgot where i where i heard it but there's some uh, people who you can you can actually pay for a service mm-hmm. to have to have someone go to your funeral mm-hmm. and just say, and then they will say what you really think about certain family members <laughs> or friends. And so they get up in front of everybody at your funeral and say, hey, so they say, hey, Jim, you're a fucking prick. Fucking hate you. Always hated you. And uh, I'm glad that I'm dead. I no longer have to put up with your shit. Holy cow. <laughs> That's another thing. We're speaking real of like, service. like this whole like uh, rental service thing. You talked about one previous episode about pets but we can't air it because my mic was down but uh you're talking about uh rental dogs it just sounds like another aspect of the the rental society the one the one industry in, a, in, in japan like getting someone else to do something for you after you die so it's pretty funny oh this was in america Oh, it was in America. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, sorry. I didn't mention that. It was, uh, yeah, some service in America where they stand. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think we've missed each other a couple of times. You yeah. With your drone, <laughs> and me with actually recounting something I heard. <laughs> I missed out the most important part. It's it's how to <laughs> Japan. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. My fault. My bad. Sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I... I, I went to my wife's grandfather's funeral a few years back so i guess i can recount some things uh so basically as you could imagine everyone wears black black shoes black clothes and there was it was uh, there was an open service for people who were friends of grandfather and then family and they were separated in the services so there were special seats to one side for non-family members and then seats on the other side for family members and then uh, we we both watched ikiru the yeah. movie ikiru is it similar to that um well yeah uh a little... without revealing too many spoilers yeah, oh yeah. fuck i just revealed a major spoiler <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't know who and what and where and when and why, so don't worry about it. Uh, But it's kind of. I hope that you've already. Okay, let's watch. Let's watch Akito. Okay, we've covered Akito. Go listen to it. Listen to us talk about Akito, and then come back and listen to us talk about. There you uh, go. You go. Anyway, I think the order of podcast would be that this would come after Akito. So of course. Yeah, yeah. So, 
so in one sense it was similar in another sense it wasn't it, it was there were lots of chairs in the service so it wasn't like mm. people were sitting down drinking sake and things like that it was separate and then his and but in the front there was like a, a you know a picture of him and then flowers and a big setup of an altar but also right. his body was in the room right in a white casket a very simple white yeah. casket and it was all prepared and um what was interesting to me was that I guess because he was so old when he passed away, people actually took pictures of his body, which mm. um, I don't know if that's, that's a strange. normal thing for people to do. Uh, I can't. Well, they were doing selfies with him, were they? <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm not dead, but the guy below me is. No, I don't think anyone took selfies, but uh, they did take pictures. And uh, I think uh, that was interesting to me to see. Uh, And then after that, after there was uh, a a little bit of talk from a priest, and I don't know if any family member spoke. It was a few years ago, so I'm starting to get blurry on it, but I don't think anyone spoke about him. And then uh, after after a few thoughts were made about him, then uh, his body was taken to the crematorium and we all went to the crematorium following the car with his body in it. And uh, after he was cremated, uh, then his ashes were taken out of the the, uh, crematorium burner place i don't know what you would call that i don't want to say oven because it reminds me of hitler but anyway they take them out of the thing and then you there's a big they have like a a big barrel on a table and two very large chopstick looking objects and family members uh pass the pass the bone some of the bones uh with the chopsticks from one person to the next and uh, then it's then that kind of signifies the end of the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? I mean, have you, that the people pass the bones of the deceased. No, no, no. Uh, that's something that it, it's also connected. If you ever there's like a a. a a faux pas in Japan. Like when you have chopsticks, you never stick chopsticks directly into uh, right. a bowl of rice. Yeah. And that's I've connected seen, to that, yeah. the, that's connected to the, the funeral rites because it reminds people right. of funerals. So, because yeah. you do that actually it with, um, and also passing things from one chopstick to another, that's a, a funeral, right? So you don't want to, yeah, I made that mistake before by doing that with, uh, uh, uh my girlfriend. Mm hmm using my chopsticks and passing it to her and to her chopsticks. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I fucking killed her mother or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the f-? She just freaked out. She's like, no, don't do that. I was like, why? What? <laughs> it's just the most efficient way of giving it to you. What? <laughs> yeah. The, that's uh, so it's burned into the images, imagery of Japanese minds. So it, you, it's Jesus, calm to- down for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know that. Just tell me like, like calmly and fuck. <laughs> Uh, like so I fucking raped a member of your family or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Calm the fuck down. You raped the memory. How was I supposed to know that? 
Yeah, yeah, it's a very hard thing to know, you know, it's a very specific thing to know. So that's the general, those are my general memories of the funeral. But there's also something that comes after funerals in the Buddhist rites, which is uh, going to the temple one week after the death and then 30 days after and one year after and then seven years after. And I think that's it, maybe 10 years after. And these are called hoji. And basically, mm -hmm. you go back to the temple and then the temple priest leads a chant and a prayer for the memory of yeah. that person, of the deceased. So um, I think that's actually an opportunity for people to actually have reunions. Right. Uh, so and it's a set thing. So you can go back and it's also showing reverence to someone who has passed on. So people mm. uh, don't completely forget. So they're, they're in the and keeping those close familial bonds. Yeah. So I think that's uh those are a few things. Uh, my my experiences. I've only been to a couple holji, but um, they seemed interesting and uh, good. And I think it was overall a good experience. So, you know, people. Uh, one of the priests I remember is talking about like philosophy of life or whatever, and he said, you know, why do we put our hands together in prayer? And he said, well, think about it. if you put your hands together, then you can feel the warmth of your hands. And if you can feel that mm. warmth, it's confirmation of the life you're living. You know that you're alive mm, mm, when, mm. when your hands are warm. So I thought that was a kind of nice thing to say. I think I've heard that from other religious people who are not Buddhist as well. You know, putting your hands together is a confirmation of life. Mm, mm. Uh, so that, that's the one aspect. Do you, do, yeah. you re do you remember how much you paid? Uh, no, I'm not on the payment side of stuff, so I don't know. But I, yeah. I, because mm. I, I know that guess depending on the relationship to mm. the deceased, mm. there's uh, all the so all the social financial status mm. of the mourner. Uh, you can pay anywhere between three thousand to thirty thousand yen. Yeah, I think we pay. I don't think we paid thirty thousand, maybe five thousand. Because weddings are thirty thousand yen. Yeah. Yeah, there's um <clears throat> a lot of uh yeah, a lot of monet money being passed around, I guess. Um and especially mm. it, when you go to the grave sites. So families we, we usually do that yearly visit to the the family grave and uh the grave actually only can house a certain amount of family members. So Right. There might be only one or two more people who can actually fit their bones will fit right. in the little space. Yeah. And then after that, other people, other family members just have to figure out a different course. And, and I think there's like like mass graves. I mean, it sounds a little bit apocalyptic, but uh, yeah, you, you love you love your like uh, references to war. You <laughs> the Jews with the oven. <laughs> and, now, and, now, and now you you, you want to bring up mass graves. <laughs> Well, there's like certain places where you can you can have your ashes put somewhere because, mm. you know, there has to be a place. And I guess there's like a to put it on a mundane level, like a, a human dump, like a landfill, mm. like a place there, you know, where ashes can be legally placed. 
And so, mm. you know, because plots of land can be pretty expensive. But what I was thinking about was like, you know, as long as family members are alive to clean, because every year you, you go to the family plot, not just to visit the ancestors, but to actually kind of do some pruning, clean out some weeds and clean with water. It's pretty ridiculous because you've got to pay a, a, a charge every year to yeah. maintain that, that plot. Yeah. But also it's so why do you have to do the weeding? Well, I think that isn't isn't that the, the the responsibility of the people on site or the or the Shinto priests? I think they they uh, as I understand they're just kind of collecting the fees to actually let you. They're they're like the landlord in a way. So mm. and so uh, as as the renter. You're Sounds basically like renting the space. What's that? <laughs> Sounds like a racket. Sounds like another racket. <laughs> well, what happens is this. What I and I was just reading this online. I think this is partially. This probably is true. Uh, it was from some paper somebody wrote from Kyoto University, but uh, it's basically you, you go there yearly, and of course, then the, the priests will come out and meet the family, and you you do some cleaning. And I think it's kind of nice because you're you're doing something for the family. Right, because that's the family plot. So you want to make it look nice, yeah. put some flowers up, and then you pay the priest, and he does some chanting, and then one by one you are past some incense sticks, and you place it on it next to the uh, family grave, and then that's it. Then the, the following year you do the same thing. But basically, if family all family members die out, then that all those bones in the, mm. the plot are taken out thrown into the sea thrown into the sea or wherever they throw stuff <laughs> <laughs> and then that's resold take it to the local dump or the local yeah. dump the human dump yeah so it the, the even the the plot that you have even in death your location is fleeting mm. it, it has to there has to be a family line that somehow taking care of that that place and it's paying the, mm. the temple priests for uh that location once your family line dies out then you're dug up and placed somewhere else i, I read that the average cost of a japanese funeral mm -hmm. is 2.3 million yen which is 25,000 american dollars that's a lot of money 25,000 american dollars and i Sorry, uh, before I mentioned 3,000 yen to 30,000 yen. Mm -hmm. uh, that's about, was it 30 bucks? 30 to 30 mm -hmm. American dollars to mm -hmm. 300 American dollars? Sorry, I should be, yeah. I, I should probably use uh, American dollars for foreign listeners to have mm -hmm. a better idea. Um, but yeah, but uh, is that true? The average cost being 25,000 bucks? Isn't that a little expensive? I don't know the, the details of how much it costs. Uh, I've only been to a funeral. I haven't really been in charge of it, so I, w I don't really know. Um, the, the priests apparently get, f uh, yeah, five hundred thousand, five hundred bucks, five hundred thousand yen, mm. five hundred fifty thousand yen. Yeah, that's about five hundred fifty, six hundred American dollars, right? Mm. Fifty thousand yen. Fifty thousand yen. Five hundred thousand. Five hundred forty-nine thousand. That's five thousand dollars. Okay, sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah. so five thousand dollars goes to the priest, mm. and then you've got catering, which mm. is another four hundred or four thousand mm. dollars. 
Yeah, it's uh, quite a lot. Um, I, I really don't know how much uh, the stuff costs, but I'm, it, it could be that amount. Um, I know that, you know, urns costs a lot of money. Mm. Uh, you know, um, but in America or Japan, there's just a lot of money. But most, and, and that's the thing, like, uh, there's an American custom where if you cremate family member, you can put the, their bones in an urn and keep them in your house. Whereas that's not really a custom in Japan. Hmm. Um, so th that, that could be a big difference in, in thinking and philosophy in people's lives I don't really know and it, I think like my wife and I I mean we're not going to have a family plot we're not going to be in a family plot I know that so we'll be in some landfill together hmm yeah okay uh, enjoying have you have you found a landfill that you like <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should go there and, and let let them know that's my plot right there, right, right next to the, right next to that family mart bag, that Seven Eleven <laughs> plastic bag. Yep, right there. Hold that for me. Oh God, uh, no, I haven't. I don't even know where any are really. I don't. I think really. it's illegal. You know, I think you ha you actually by by law you have uh -huh. to arrange it, don't you? Oh yeah, Otherwise, I mean definitely, but I mean what I mean is there are official. <laughs> and I'm using the wrong terminology, but human landfills, like, <laughs> like there's, there's places where you go and you have to, you actually do have to, I think ahead of time, pay money. And then uh, when you die, then your ashes will be mixed in with a whole group of other people, other yeah. riffraff uh, who didn't yeah. have enough money to. Uh, other, 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 yeah, well. Yeah, oh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, nothing wrong with that. To mm. each their own, right? Right. I haven't, I haven't given her much thought. But you know, the worst thing is, is like leaving the bill to someone. Yeah. You know, that's why we've got life insurance. You don't want to leave those arrangements to anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you want to be really economical about it, yeah, just yeah, don't bother with the plot. I mean, you're dead. I, I think the whole point of of the ritual is to is for families to maintain like you mentioned before like mm. one week after then one month later mm. everybody like reunions people get together mm. it helps solidify your your family bonds mm. familial bonds it, i know it's not exactly i don't know if it's completely applicable to japan but in a uh, william month mumford's uh, city in history talks about how the necropolis was the first human city or he considers to be, and what he means by that is that when, when humans started to designate a place where uh, the dead are buried, then that started to indicate uh, people setting one place to come back to one place to be. And actually, those plots were. Uh, filled with dead people he would call the necropolis so predating any uh living human cities so i, I maybe right. that's similar to japan i don't know as i was as i was like uh, doing a little bit of research on the on the topic i i found that people across different cultures bury 
I don't know, the bury the dead, cremate the dead, other cultures, like there's a sky burial in Mon- Mongolia and Tibet where they just le- they just leave their mm-hmm. dead on a side of a mountain top mm-hmm. exposed to the elements yeah to vultures mm. just let let's leave them there to rot right I read some uh, yeah. i think it used to some cultures would let's bury their their dead under the fucking kitchen table mm. I don't just know put them underneath the house yeah well not, uh, not too hygienic yeah well well i i think okinawa had a similar thing where they'd uh, actually, they'd let it let the body deteriorate to deteriorate over the course of a year somewhere, and then they do a body cleaning where they pull after a year they pull apart the rest of the flesh off the bones, and then wow. and then put it somewhere else. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's uh. There's many, many different ways to, uh, I mean. To skin to, a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> there, we're on the same wavelength there, right? We, we, we missed each other a few times earlier. With, uh, Finally back on track. Yeah. Finally in sync again. Yes. So I don't know. I mean, we we've been here a long time. So, are you planning to die in Japan? Uh, it depends on fate, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Not really. No. I, I, I mean, I, I, at some point, I guess. You, I, I, honestly, yeah. I haven't given it much much thought until we came up. You know, we decided to do this. Well, it's topic. good we're talking about it. Did, it, then. it did make yeah. me think about? No, yeah. it did really make me think about. <laughs> okay, so what am I gonna do if yeah. I do die here? Yeah. Um, and I was reading online about you know uh, death notifications. If you, if if I die here, someone needs to be in contact with my family back home. Mm-hmm. And so someone in Japan that I know has to give a. Uh, death notification, mm-hmm. po- post-mortem certificate, and mm-hmm. yeah, all sorts of different certifications. It reminds me um, of like old jolly old England somehow, like someone coming up to your your parents' house, or your parents are probably dead before you die. But you know, oh, going to that's films. mean. <laughs> it's not mean. It's just true. <laughs> you don't. You want. You don't want that to be true. <laughs> you want to die before your parents die. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, like the thing is, it's like I, I, it, it kind of. I, I think of like some guys in tights and like those long horns coming up to somebody. Your 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 relative's house in New Zealand knocking on those. Here he, here he. Your relative who lived in Japan has passed on. Good day, mm. sir. And he walks away. Okay. Yeah. Well, but, uh, that's I don't what know, I imagine. Too many family members in New mm. Zealand. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I don't, I haven't been back to New Zealand in a, in, in a few years. I don't go back that often because oh. of work and also you know yeah uh, even thinking about just death in 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 general mm. it does make you more focused on it well it, it didn't it had the opposite i actually didn't even think about it until i was thinking about just death how japanese treat death mm-hmm. i wasn't even considering my own death <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought I was immune. I felt like I was, you know, for some reason I was immune to it. I was like, oh, let's talk about fucking Japanese funerals. People die, but my own, yeah, yeah but yeah, that's yeah. probably more relevant. Yeah, <laughs> but I did, but I did come across articles about foreigners coming to Japan and then uh, die. Okay. So the procedure there, uh, yeah, I, I, I found like uh, certain things that need to to be done, mm-hmm. but. I guess I because uh, I'm only with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I've got a few friends here. Mm-hmm. Got my girlfriend. Mm. So uh, I guess that's what life insurance is all about. Is mm. you need insurance in order to remove the responsibility of your loved ones from mm. having to worry about arrangements. Isn't mm. that the case? Isn't I that why so we par- all have yeah, life insurance? Partially. I don't have life insurance, so. Oh. Maybe uh, I should think about that. Yeah, I think, well, life insurance can be, like, in case you suddenly die and then... Or will. You, you, you got a will. You have to have a house. Yeah, wills are definitely important. And um, savings accounts were where those mo- where that money will go. Um, but life insurance, as far as I understand it in Japan, is if you suddenly die, then... And you have like a housing loan or you have some outstanding bills, your family members aren't beholden to those bills. So they can be paid off. Uh, But life insurance after you retire, I'm not sure. As far as I understand, and in the conversation that I have with my wife, because I have life insurance now, is that once I retire, the current life insurance plan I have expires. So it okay. only covers your working life, and then mm. after that, but there might be some other health life insurance that exists uh, to cover other things. But yeah, sudden deaths so that you cover funeral expenses and um, loans and outstanding bills and things like that. But yeah, the the concept. Mm. I have of a I have a plot. Of course, I have uh, grave family grave back in New Zealand. So uh-huh. I'd probably just be sh- back in whatever form. Mm-hmm. Probably, cr- but we don't because I'm an Anglican. Uh-huh. So the body is always buried. So I guess oh, the yeah. body would have to be shipped back. Oh, okay. Which would cost a bit of money. Yeah, you um, got to have some set aside for that. Yeah. Uh, make sure you mm-hmm. have a good shipping service. Fed FedEx myself. FedEx <laughs> cut me in pieces (laughs) it'll be cheaper (laughs) and then reassemble me once you get there (laughs) sew me back together for the funeral yeah so i think i mean for me i i probably will be uh i'll die in japan and be buried in japan in all honesty, I don't give a fuck <laughs> where right. I am because <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. Right. How would right. I? Why should I care? I don't. Basically, atheist. I don't care. I don't believe uh, I'll be going anywhere. Uh, I believe I'll be experiencing exactly what I felt before I was born. I wonder. Like, well, we've talked about this before. Like, uh, when you die, the moment of death, that last second can apparently feel like an eternity. We were at like uh, like a bar somewhere in Tokyo. We were talking about that. It was like that. Really? Last second, oh. there's some sort of chemical that's released in your brain. And that chemical can make it feel like you're living an eternity. So when you die, mm. there there's the expiration of your breath. But then some brain chemicals release. And so you don't 
your your consciousness may actually feel like it's living onward. It sounds like dread. Yeah, dread. Have you seen the movie Dread about Judge Dread? Uh, the Sylvester Stallone vehicle. No, no, the one after that updated version. Oh, that is that the Judge Dread? <laughs> Judge Dread. I'm thinking. It's just called Dread. It's just oh, called okay. Dread. Uh huh. And but uh, they take drugs, and it basically mm. prolongs the experience. So that's what you're describing. These drugs that they. Oh, make. okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's yeah, it's a good movie. So, like they, yeah. like uh, one of the main bad guys was pushed off a building. And just before mm-hmm. he gets pushed off, they put these drugs in him uh-huh. so that the falling experience lasts <laughs> a lot longer than it should. <laughs> when you're screaming for your life. That's what I remembered as soon as you're telling me about this last second of your life. Yeah, but it's like, the, fuck, that sounds the, like hell. Well, but the, the thing about it is that it could be anything that it could be the most amazing experience that you've ever had in your life because it. It, uh, it, I think it maybe liken it more to like the DMT experience. Like, uh, I think that's what it'd be closer to rather than the, I mean, uh, of course, it could go in that direction where you're constantly experiencing your own death and it feels like it's going on and on and on forever. But it could also be like you're reliving some or creating a new experience that combines all the greatest things about your life into one little encapsulated moment that feels like it's an eternity that it feels like it's eternity what about if you die as a baby if you die what as a baby what about what about babies who die what kind of what are they experiencing when they die i don't know Maybe they're experiencing the womb once again. The womb. I'm a baby in a womb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about like the last second. I just think uh, it just lights out. I think. Uh, well, I can tell you. Flickering. You, you, I think there's a little bit of consciousness, and then that's it. Well, you, you had a lot more to out. say about. Good night. It. Had a good yeah. laugh. Yeah, now yeah. the now the bar the bar's closing. You you had a lot you you had a lot more to say about it a long time ago. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were really into it. You were like totally oh, was into I? it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, well, my my thinking's evolved uh, over time. Then. Oh, you're saying my thinking hasn't is not good enough anymore? <laughs> <laughs> You've clung on to something that I've said that I've I've <laughs> since moved past. Since uh, I'm a I'm a different person. Updated, since updated my yeah. thinking. Yeah, you updated your thinking. Well, I I, th- I still find it to be an interesting idea. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, those people who got hit by a bus. Like, I, I don't know how quickly that chemical can be released for that last second. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like splat. You're dead. Or, or hit it or splatter, you know, like uh, jumping off a skyscraper. And then as soon as, yeah. as, soon as your, your head hits the pavement, I don't think it, I think it's immediate, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it could be that, you know, you know that that first impact crack and then it's released and in that split second you uh, you experience eternity and then you're dead i don't know what like about a dying second in your sleep? dying in your sleep probably had the most amazing dream ever it would be just like a dream yeah mm. i'm dying bam oh the worst dream yeah the worst dream ever 
Just a you nightmare. Know, just a- it could be like this. When I was a little kid, I had a, a surgery for my testicles. And uh, they, the uh, anesthesiologist, because I was like five. Please, so don't, like, please don't tell me you removed one like Hitler. <laughs> 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 fucking Jew, like fucking ovens. Uh, mass graves and then you want to complete the podcast by talking about your one testicle who does that remind you of everyone I still have two testicles but okay good um, they were uh, uh, done surgery on but anyway the anesthesiologist <laughs> the gas I guess I was being gassed uh, he um, <laughs> 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 he oh, no. okay so this is where i'm gonna bring it back yeah. is i was like five and he's like oh we have different flavors of would you like did to he have try a german accent he said would you like to try this flavor <laughs> <laughs> and i said yeah i have a yeah. lot of experience with uh, gassing <laughs> people and i find mm. that this to be the best <laughs> the best flavor do you like cherries and he said yeah, do you like cherries and I was like, I love cherries. Do you want to smell cherries? And this is what he did. And I was like, yes, I want to smell cherries. <laughs> and I just <laughs> willingly had this thing put over my face, which put me to sleep. And I remember that. I remember that moment. I remember the thing going over my face and smelling it and thinking, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, man, I was stupid. Like, I had no idea yeah. <laughs> what would happen. And then the next... The thing, last thing he said, well, what did you hear? Did you hear, like, good night, Jew? <laughs> good night, Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear anything. But, uh, oh, okay. uh, uh, but I, I could, that, that could be, like, how death is like. Like, you, you in a dream, it's like, oh, try this. And you're like, yeah, mm. I want to try that. And then, unbeknownst to you, it's the thing that kills you. But it's nice and quiet and calm. Uh, we, you, know, uh, you know, the thing about the surgery is I woke up naked with uh, stitches all above <laughs> my testicles and all through my testicles. You wake up in a shallow grave. Yeah, I woke up in a shallow <laughs> grave with my... Somehow someone did surgery on my testicles for some reason and then put me in a shallow grave. Some moments, moments of wake uh, being put to sleep with the gas and then waking up in an empty, like completely naked in this empty hospital room with a bunch of other beds with nobody on them and just looking down at my testicles. Mm. 40 years ago, 40, nearly 40 years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> anyone who says they know what happens to you when you die, just, just fuck, the right off, right, fuck right off, in my, yeah. my opinion. You know, no one knows. No one has any idea what will happen. So uh, if I start to tell you, you just be like, fuck you. You just tell me, you're just like. Oh, I want to see some evidence. Yeah. Show me some evidence. Show me yeah. evidence. I mean, you know, you always hear reports of people who see like uh, a tunnel, light at the end of a tunnel, and then mm-hmm. and then they suddenly snap out of it or they're resuscitated and, and they, fit, like, they thought they saw like a bright light mm. entering heaven. A lot of that is just the signaling of firing of mm. neurons in your brain, which mm. can resemble cool. bright light, like a narrow passageway, narrow corridor, or 
or a tunnel could all resemble that just through your brain shutting down you know the thing is like with that elon musk thing with the Neuralink. Neuralink. yeah 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 is it what's that do you know that Neuralink. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that is? Neuralink. Uh, it's basically his idea of. I think. I think he's basically. It's a. It's in a phase of development now where it's helping people with disabilities or be, ha- having to re- regain movement, helping with certain uh, uh, people regain certain abilities which they may have lost hmm. through through some accident or whatever but i think the ultimate goal is to transmit information through your brain expanding bandwidths of uh, the capacity of bandwidth of information that we're able to share with people Hmm. so instead of reading writing and reading or talking he wants to bypass that with a device or or uh, an implant in your brain which allows two people to just re- basically read each other's thoughts without having being uh, encumbered by fucking speech or just direct direct thoughts going into one in- uh, each other's brains. Well, I think like one of the I don't know if it'd be a useful uh, use useful part of it would be like in death, it being able to download that memory that people have of death. And, mm. and then being able and then, to and then see, see it. Oh, yeah. and seeing like a visual uh, picture of it yeah, on like yeah. a computer screen. Yeah. Or seeing St. Peter there or at the pearly yeah. gates. Seeing yeah. yeah. What, <laughs> do, what do people see? Or Satan there giving you a wink. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> or someone telling you a joke. Why, hey there. Or someone Why, gassing there. you with cherry flavored mm. anesthesia. Uh, it, you know, th- that would be interesting if that could be done at some point. And it seems like it could be in the future, 20, 30 years from now. I, I also heard that maybe it could be downloading, downloading your consciousness mm. so that you can achieve immortality. Mm. But uh, I don't, I mean, who knows? Mm. Could be in a hundred years or a thousand years. Mm. It could all be wiped out before then. Yeah. Or, I mean, or or end up in a fucking mass uh, landfill. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Wouldn't it suck if like if your consciousness was downloaded, but then it was thrown into a landfill, and then you were completely conscious for thousands of years, stuck in this landfill because of Neuralink. You just that oh, worse than that. Oh, imagine. Um, something being wrong with your consciousness and you're stuck with that mm. for the rest of your life and there's no way to eliminate yourself mm. you, you don't have arms or anything you're just there yeah and, and you're actually craving like the Kill sweet me. allure of death yeah please do it please somebody kill me somebody kill me well that, I get that feeling sometimes in meetings mm-hmm. right. I have yeah, I can, I can, yeah, that happens. Mm, but it, you know, podcasts we've done in the past, <laughs> 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 and I'm sure the listeners have maybe ever the same experience. 
You know, I was like, these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> kill me. <laughs> I can't move. I've just got these fucking headphones in, and I'm stuck doing an activity, and I can't turn it off. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> turn this shit off. So, how to Japan? They've been talking twenty minutes about <laughs> whether or not the last second. <laughs> Of life sense <laughs> and then one guy talked about getting testicle surgery. It <laughs> doesn't explain why. And there's a hint of anti-Semitism. <laughs> the whole episode is hanging over this episode. Fuck, I didn't know there were fucking an- anti-Semites. Rest assured, everyone, we're not. We hate everyone equally. Uh, and, and you know that we're not because of the next phrase. Some of my good friends are Jewish. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We don't even have Jewish friends. Got to oh, rectify that. That's uh, that's a common thing, right? When someone says, oh, some of my best friends are black. Whenever they say that. Mm. It's like yeah. To justify whatever. I actually know a black guy. Yeah. Down the street. Yeah. 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 Sometimes make eye contact. Yeah. Very we make polite. eye contact. And I wasn't mm. nervous that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck it up. Well, we gotta, we gotta end it. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, <laughs> just like uh, death, we gotta end it. Just like that, <laughs> on the subject of racism, yes, <laughs> and anti-Semitism. Uh, I don't know what I can say to you, but yeah. I'm definitely not racist, and <laughs> I don't have. Any thoughts in my mind against uh, against others, whatever mm. creed, re- you know, religion, whatever, whatever mm. you are, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you all. Okay, from the bottom of my heart. As long as you're not a cunt. <laughs> you mean the philosopher? Uh cunt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you can take that any way, which way you like. Until next time. Okay. Bye bye. Signing off. I feel like this is like the last second. We just let it go for another 10 minutes.